The Beyond the Game program is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. TownandCountrySolutions.com. Fearing nothing but God. Misha Morrow is the league commissioner of the Women's Blue Chip Basketball League, which is the premier development league for professional women's basketball and has seen a number of players sign pro contracts. Misha, welcome to the program and thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. My guess is there's nobody more passionate about the WBCBL than you are. So can you take a few minutes and tell our listeners a bit about the league and some of its history? Absolutely. Well, I would say that the owner of the league, Mr. Willie McCray out of Texas, is definitely more passionate about it than I am. But the league has been around for around 12 years, Um, started in Texas with the owner again, with Mr. McCray. And uh, the mission of the league is to provide a platform for women who have finished their collegiate careers an opportunity to be able to continue to play the game that they love, as well as have an opportunity to be seen to possibly go and play professional basketball. We have 30-plus teams across the country, uh, and there are several divisions, um, and we've had somewhere around about 200-plus um, people that have gone on to get professional jobs uh, within the sports industry overall. Do I understand it correctly that you you also own one of the franchises, the Missouri Archangels? Yes, absolutely. Um, We are the Archangels Women's Pro Development Basketball Team, and uh, we're celebrating our fifth year here in St. Louis. And I'm so thankful and grateful for the opportunity. And uh, I, I couldn't be here or do what I do except that, you know, Jesus ordained that I should, uh, I should be here. Do you consider yourself a bit of a trailblazer? I mean, being a woman in sports who is not only a team owner, but also a league commissioner? I don't know about that, Rick. I wouldn't say that I'm a trailblazer. I think what I would say about myself is that I'm a woman that loves Jesus, and uh, and I want to please and honor him. And so whatever it is that he's asking me to do, uh, I want to spend my life doing it. And uh, he's given me this game as a gift. And I'm so appreciative of it. I love it. And I plan on spending my life in it. And so I just want to use this platform that he's given me as a means to share the love of Jesus Christ and impact the lives of people for good. That's what I would say about myself. I don't know about Trailblazer. (laughs) We're talking with Misha Morrow. She's the league commissioner of the Women's Blue Chip Basketball League. You can follow the league on Twitter at WBCBL or visit their website wbcbl.com. The regular season is May through August, so if a young woman wants to play while they're still in college, Misha, it seems that they'd be able to do that. The the league, is it primarily focused on gaining exposure for the, for girls who would like to pursue a professional career? It is, and the only women that can play uh, while they're still playing collegiately are the women that play in the NAIA League. In the NCAA, uh, that is forbidden. They would forego their amateur status. So they cannot play as collegiate players. They have to complete their total uh, eligibility as an amateur within the NCAA organization. And so, yes, it definitely is a league that is designed to give exposure for those women who, who want to pursue careers uh, in professional basketball. In your opinion, and this is probably difficult for you to pick just one, but 
Who would you say is the single greatest player ever in women's basketball, and who is the greatest player today if they're not the same person? Well, yeah, that definitely is hard, Rick. I don't, I don't, I can't say there is one particular uh, female that I would say is the greatest player. I mean, there there have been a lot of great players. Uh, Lynette Woodard is one who played at the University of Kansas and was the first female Harlem Globe Trotter. Uh, you had Cynthia Cooper, Swirl Swoops, Cheryl Swoops. Uh, all of those are great players of times of old. Um, current great players, of course, is, uh, Tamika Catchings. Um, if you want to say that she's, uh, uh, in, in probably the top five great players, uh, you can say that because she's won championships from high school, um, to college, um, to professionally and Olympics. So she is a rare, um, professional female athlete that has had the opportunity to win championships on all those levels. Then you have Maya Moore, you know, uh, Diana Taurasi, Candace Parker. So you have a whole slew of women who are great female basketball athletes. So I, I couldn't just pick one. <laughs> you know, I was looking at the league's website, uh, wbcbl.com, and I see that Romans 10.9 is prominently displayed there. What role does faith and or the Word of God have in the league? Well, faith is how the league got started and how it is sustained. Um, the owner is a believer, a lovely man of God, and uh, is firm in his faith in Jesus. And he per- perpetuates, you know, that on everything that he does, you know, everything that he writes, all his emails, everything has that scripture. And so his goal is to win souls through Jesus using basketball as a platform to do so. And so uh, for him and for those of us that are believers within the league, you know, that's what we are setting forth to do. Once again, we're talking with Misha Morrow. She's the league commissioner of the Women's Blue Chip Basketball League. Now, I understand you mentioned you're a believer in Christ, and you got to share the gospel, or you get to share the gospel on occasions at Archangel's home games. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that opportunity came about? Absolutely. Well, this year, um, before our season started, I felt like the Lord was leading me to preach the gospel after our game. And, um, of course, that's a little unorthodox. Yeah. I have personally never seen anybody preach the gospel after a sporting event. You know, I've seen testimonies given. I've seen gospel concerts, you know, happen after the event. But I'm not aware, and I could just be sheltered. And so... But uh, but I felt, you know, I felt like, okay, God, you're asking this of me, and I, I want to obey you. I want to do exactly what you are telling me to do. And so, you know, God kind of formatted it out for me. He said, you know, just take seven minutes. Take seven minutes and declare the word of God to the people, who whosoever will, you know, that's listening. Because I was asking God, I was like, God, how do you do that? You know, how do you move and facilitate through the end of the game, people shaking hands, fans getting out of the stands and getting ready to go, you know, because I didn't know what that looked like. And so um, and so my pastor told me, she said, um, she said, God will make a way. She said, just do, you know, what it is that he's asking you to do and, and God will make a way. And so lo and behold, you know, I just would put like a few minutes on the clock uh, and we would announce throughout the game as it's occurring. The announcer would announce that, you know, after the game, we're going to share our faith, you know, and tell you about the love of Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to listen to it, just stick around. And so, you know, some fans stuck around. They they actually stayed around like, wow, God, this is 
it was wow. pretty impressive. You know, there are a few people to stay around um, that listen, and there are some that are standing and talking, but they didn't exit the gym, Rick. That's they so did not cool. leave the gym. Not all. Not all the fans left the gym. That's outstanding. And, uh, what's the, what's ahead, been the response to that? Uh, have fans been excited to hear it? Have they uh, have they come to Christ as a result? Well, it's brand new. We you know we have people that I'm sure that is looking at me like I am totally out of my mind, <laughs> and I would agree. Trying to gain the mind of Christ, <laughs> and uh, uh, and they have just listened, and they they don't respond uh, the first two times. Um, nobody really responded. Um, the last game, which was last, last Saturday, I actually had my coach tell, um, keep our team on the bench. And I told the visiting team, which was from Arkansas, I told him that, you know, hey, we're going to take a few minutes after the game and preach the gospel. So if you guys like to stick around, uh, immediately following the game, you know, you're welcome to do so. And so they stuck around. And, um, you know, and I delivered the word of the Lord and, um, Ask anybody, you know, of course, if they want to get their lives with Jesus or if they want a prayer. And so um, three of my team, uh, uh, my players on my team came uh, for prayer. And uh, and so, I, you know, I was just I was just an awe guy because I hadn't, you know, that was God that said, tell the team to stick around because we hadn't done that before. And so to see them, you know, running up, actually one of the players was like, you know, hey, y'all, come on up here. You know, we need prayer, <laughs> you know, and uh, and it kind of blew me away, and I was like, "Wow, God, this is um, this is pretty amazing, you know." And uh, so I asked them, you know, "What is it you want prayer for?" And they were they were they said to me, one of the players said to me, "You know, hey, you know, sometimes it's hard trying to stay on the right path, and we want prayer for that." And it just blessed my soul, Rick. And I, you know, we prayed for them, you know, and hugged them, and uh, and I was like, "Wow, God, you know, that's a that's a tremendous blessing, you know, because you know, and the reality of it, you know, just probably me lacking faith. I didn't think that anybody ever, you know, ever in you know any short period of time would respond because again, that's you know, what do you see that at? You know, who's going to walk down? And not that we have a ton of people in the gym, but still, it's a gym. It's a big place. You know, and there's people in there, people that you don't know. And a lot of times people are fearful about what other people are thinking about them. And so for somebody to walk forward um, takes a lot of courage. Sure. And uh, and then I saw that and I, I was like, wow, okay, bless your name, Lord. You know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. want to follow you. <laughs> what a testimony to do that. What about you? Can you share the circumstances where you first responded to the call of Christ and received him as Savior? Absolutely. Uh, I was blessed to get a full ride to the University of Kansas for women's basketball. And, um, in my senior year, and, and let me, let me, uh, back, back step a little bit. You know, I wasn't raised in a church. Uh, I was raised, uh, where we went to church like on, on Easter and Mother, Mother's Day and things of that nature. So I usually was at home sleeping real late on Sundays and then waking up, waking up watching Cowboys and Indians. And uh, I asked my mom about that, and she said, you know, when she was a little girl, she was forced to go to church. So when she got old, she determined she wasn't going to, you know, she was going to go when she felt like it, and she wasn't going to make her kid go. Now, I don't agree with that philosophy at all as a believer in Christ, but that's what she told me. And so uh, I was on campus one day. I was coming back from classes, and I was headed to the dormitory. And I don't know, you know, what organization was out there, Rick, but they were handing out those little um, little New Testament Bibles, you know, those little small ones that they hand oh, yeah. to you. Yeah. And I, yeah, I grabbed one of those. 
And as I walked away, I looked up into the sky and I said, Lord, I know to serve you is right. I said, but I don't have time right now. As soon as I finish up, you know, with my my college plan days and um, and graduate, then I'll give my life to you. Now, I'm so thankful that God is gracious and merciful because God knew that I was sincere in my heart when I said that. And he allowed my ignorance. You know, he winked at it. You know, he allowed me to uh, live out my days to honor my my commitment that I had given to him at that moment. And so once I graduated that year and finished up, you know, playing basketball, I had given my life. I went to church. Um, the the uh, the, ch- the uh, chaplain of the football team uh, had a Baptist church there in town, and I had met him and talked with him on a couple of different occasions. Went to his church and walked down the aisle and gave my life to Jesus. From that moment on, I began to read my Bible, and uh, and and I know this is all just God because you know nobody just looks up in the sky and say, you know, God, I know you real and the serve you is right, and then they believe that the Word of God is the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation, and that it's infallible. You know, I mean, I don't know too many people just have a hardcore belief like that, not knowing God, and I did, so I know that that's something that God did, and so I began to read my Bible, and I have read it ever since, and that was back in 1988, in the fall of 1988, and so I just love the Word of God. Uh, I am so thankful and grateful that He left us an instruction manual, a love manual that allows us to get to know who He is, and how much He loves us, and how much He cares for us, and all the things that He does for, for and to us, and how He protects us and watches over us, and just allow us to become intimate with him and to know him in a real and true and living way. And so I'm thankful for that, you know, and uh, and I just lived out my, you know, my days long to be led in God by the spirit of, of the Lord, you know, and, and knowing what he said and to know who he is and to know him face to face, you know, kind of like how Moses knew him as a friend. I just want to be like that um, with God. And so, you know, that's that's my testimony, Rick. And you're blessed to be able to serve him in the game of basketball. What a oh, God is a wonderful God, isn't he? He 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 is. You know he um he he um he is so smart, much smarter than we are. You know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know when you think about the wisdom of God, it really just kind of um, blows your way. You know, uh, truly, His ways are not our ways. You know, and. Uh, but we can get to know his ways, and uh, and that's what I love about him is that he wants to draw us in so that we can get to know him uh, as a loving father, and we don't have to be strangers, or we don't have to guess, or we don't have to assume, or, you know, or he's not a guy, as the scripture says, that's a far off, you know, he's a God that left his throne to walk on the earth as a human to show us how to live out a godly life, and how to live it in demonstration and in power like Jesus Christ, and so, you know, he, he He's awesome. Sounds like you got a lot on your plate. How can we pray for you? Well, awesome. Thank you. I do. <laughs> um, pray for me, at, um, the Archangels basketball team, uh, and pray for the league, the Women's Blue Tip Basketball League. Um, you know, that we fail not, that we falter uh, in the middle of the storms. You know, I feel like um, – this is our fifth year again celebrating uh, being in a league, and it's surely and truly 100% um, by the grace and mercy of God, Rick, because I'm just an am- amateur trying to learn how to go pro. And so, you know, being a novice, you make a whole bunch of mistakes, and I have 
But at the same time, in this year, in committing to preach the gospel, you know, um, there are some storms that have come um, that I really didn't anticipate. You know, you know that things are going to happen, but you don't know what they are until they happen. And so there's been some internal struggles that we've had with our players and uh, and coaching. And uh, we've lost for five years uh, in a row, and that's very hard on me. Um, because I, as a player, I won and I won big and I won all the time. And so it's very hard, um, to be on the opposite end of that, of losing. But I also know that there's some humility and there's a tremendous amount of, uh, learning that is occurring, um, through the humility. And so that's pressure for me, you know, as a person that's won and as a person that likes to win, as a person that know that we win in Jesus. And, uh, and then of course there's the financial burden. Um, uh, we don't have any sponsors. Um, we don't have any uh, real uh, donors. And so my prayer is, uh, that my, my, my request is that you guys will pray, you know, that I don't falter and that we don't falter um, in the adversity of the storm. You know, God says don't despise small beginnings, and we're still in our small beginnings, but that I hold on to the word of God and the call of God and that I would persevere through the struggle until God leads us, leads us into prosperity and unto victory. And so that's my prayer, as well as that, you know, if people feel led, they hear my voice, you know, that says, hey, I hear her, you know, she's trying to win souls, and she's trying to live this thing out and, and use this platform uh, for Jesus Christ, and I'd like to contribute to that. Well, we need financial uh, contributions, and so if there's anyone that, you know, feel led to do that, you know, we gladly accept that. Um, and so those are the things that I would pray, uh, that I would ask for prayer for, you know, that, uh, that I faint not. Michelle, and I that we win souls. I'm sorry, let me add that. The number one thing, Rich, is yeah. for souls to be saved. And that's my number one mission, that souls be saved. I'm sorry. Well, praise the Lord. I, Misha, I appreciate you coming on with us, and I want to thank you for all that you do for the cause of Christ. Well, Rick, again, I thank you for the opportunity. It's such a, a blessing, you know. I don't, I don't take these things for granted, and uh, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't even know, you know, um, why God chose me to uh, to present me and put me on platforms such as yours. But it's such an honor, and I don't take it lightly. And so I'm, I'm very gracious for the opportunity to come before you, uh, those that you represent, um, the church, you know, and and the body of Christ. So thank you so very much. No, oh, it's our pleasure to have you on. We've been talking with Misha Mora. She's the commissioner of the Women's Blue Chip Basketball League, and she's also owner of the Missouri Arch Angels. You can follow the league on Twitter at WBCBL or visit their website, WBCBL.com. Zach, as I'm, if I'm not mistaken, was that our first female interview? I think it was. I feel like we must be a bunch of chauvinists here or something. <laughs> but she she was great. We got to have more women on our show. Absolutely. It's nice to have a fresh voice. You're listening to Beyond the Game. Coming up after the break, we'll have shenanigans. This is Beyond the Game brought to you by Town Country Pest Solutions. <laughs> 